Only a few days left to get $10 off Balsamic Mockups Desktop 3. Use the coupon code MEGAMAKER. Expires May 1st. Balsamic.com slash download. Oh, man. Chasing the dream. This is MEGAMAKER, episode 23. I have a few friends that own local businesses here in town, and yesterday they both contacted me to say that they had both separately been broken into. My one buddy, Bryce, has a skateboard shop. Thieves threw a rock through his glass door, went straight to the back, grabbed the cash register, and went out. Didn't touch any of the merchandise. Nothing. And similar thing happened to my friend Derek, who has a computer repair business. Thieves broke in, cleaned them out. And man, it just kills me. Because there's not a lot of money in running a a small retail business or a small service company. I mean, if you show up every day and you really manage your finances well, you can do okay. But there's not a lot of margin for error. And there's definitely not a lot of margin for people breaking into your shop and wrecking stuff. That's actually the biggest thing with breaking enters. A lot of people don't realize that the biggest cost isn't what gets stolen. The biggest cost is the damage that the thieves incur when they're breaking in. And so this whole thing is heartbreaking because when you're working really hard and your head's down and you get a setback like this, it it really cuts deep. And really, these guys are chasing the same dream that we're all chasing. Really, we all have these two parallel desires. The first desire is to create something meaningful that connects with people. And the second desire is to make a living, to provide for our families, provide for our kids, pay the bills. That's really the dream. It's not millions of dollars. It's not fame and acclaim. For most of us independent makers... We just want to create work that connects with people and make a living at the same time. So how do you deal with setbacks like this? What do you do when you build software for a living and your server gets hacked? What do you do when you have an art show and nobody shows up? What happens when that thing you've been working on for months doesn't resonate with anybody, doesn't connect the way you'd hoped? The answer has three parts, persistence, iteration, and community. So first of all, you have to persist. That, at the end of the day, if you're going to keep going, you have no choice but to keep going. And you can give up. That's always an option. And I don't look down on anyone who gives up because I think, as Steve Jobs said, this is hard. Any rational person would give up. But if you're committed to this life of making and creating your own things and putting them out into the world, you're going to have to persist even when it gets hard, and it will get hard. 
Second, you have to iterate on what's not working. Remember what Derek Sivers said? Success comes from persistently improving and inventing, not persistently doing what's not working. If something's not working, you've got to fix it. You've got to change it. You've got to try a different approach. And sometimes that means that what you've been working on, uh, you're going to have to let go. If you want to make art that connects with people and it hasn't been connecting with people and you've tried multiple approaches, it might be time to say goodbye to that, that idea or that approach and try something else. And finally, you need community. You need people that you can go to when you're in a hard place. You need people that you trust enough that you'll listen to their hard criticism. You need folks in your life that will encourage you when the going gets tough. And honestly, it's just nice to have people sometimes that understand what you're going through, that can empathize with your situation, that know what it's like to launch something and not have a great response, know what it's like to be working so hard and feel like you have these unsurmountable obstacles in your way. If you haven't found a group like that yet, go find one. Find some people. Maybe there's two other folks that you can meet with every week on Skype and just everyone share what's going on and get feedback. Maybe it's an online community like the Secret Makers Society. But it's so important, so important to have other people that you can rely on. Those are the three keys, persistence, iteration, and community. We're nearing the end of our Balsamic sponsorship. They've done seven different ads here on Mega Maker, and they've really made an effort to have each of them not be like a boring old traditional ad, but to really provide some value to this audience. And it was an experiment for them. Uh, one of their goals for 2016 is to get better at marketing. And I guess my question would be, would you say they've succeeded? Have you found these sponsorships useful or annoying? Uh, they want to sponsor other podcasts for makers, and they need to decide if it was worth it or not. So why don't you tell them or thank them directly? Get them on Twitter, at Balsamic, uh, with your impressions. You can use the hashtag Megamaker. Or if you have private feedback you'd like to send to the CEO directly, that's Peldi, P-E-L-D-I, at balsamic.com. And they'll really appreciate it. Thanks. So the Maker Project I'm working on right now is a collaboration with my friend Marty Dill. And it's a site called remoteworkers.club. And I've been getting some really interesting voicemails about the challenges of finding remote work. Here's one from Tim Smith. I think finding a remote job is difficult for various reasons. And the first one being that there are a lot more job boards than remote jobs out there. And that can make it very difficult. But I mean, it, you know, put that aside for a second, then you think about the fact that uh, now you have to do investigation into this company and see whether they do remote work well. Uh, and and what does that mean for you? How do they show that they trust their employees? Do they have some type of system where, you know, you're always and constantly on camera, kind of like Big Brother, you know, do they do, they do instant communication like Slack, but also have 
other types of communications that that don't require you to immediately respond and and allow you to to have your own schedule and to and to work at your pace and respond when you're able to uh and how do they view that you know when when you don't respond immediately are they upset because uh, because you haven't responded or do they view that as oh you know th- this person is working hard and and the reality is that there are only so many questions that you can ask through an interview and sometimes you don't find out until you start the job if you've been listening to the show for a while hopefully you're seeing the importance of actually talking to real human beings because when you do you start to see patterns in their responses For example, yesterday I was driving with my friend Daryl and he echoed a lot of what Tim just said. My biggest challenge and pain has been like when I go through an angel list or whatever and I look at these companies, you know, like it's really hard for me to filter out what the ones are that just are the shit and the ones that are good, right? And so I'm starting to see the core competency we're going to need to have for remoteworkers.club. It's trust. We have to help employers trust that we've assembled the best group of remote workers on this planet. And we're going to have to build trust with remote workers and show that we've vetted these employers, that we've found the best remote jobs you can get. And Marty and I are up for this challenge. We think we're actually uniquely poised to address this problem. Number one, We've both been remote workers for quite some time. We understand the challenges of finding good remote work. But we've also built great connections with really solid remote employers. Our challenge now is that there's only three days left and the pressure's on. Yo. Hey, Marty. How's it going, man? Not bad, you? Whoo, man. We've got three days left in April, and I really wanted us to have some paying customers for remote workers by the end of this month. And so I feel that urgency of like, okay, I, how can we like get this enough set in place so that we can get some people onboarded? We're running out of time. We got to do something fast. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get in and figure out a way to allow beta remote workers to pay us like a small initial fee... Then the process will be we call them up and onboard them manually. Yep. And that might even mean like I'll actually go into the app on that, you know, that the app we have right now and fill out their profile. Yep. Oh, and you know, I thought of in this conversation I had with Daryl yesterday had so many little nuggets in it. Like all these profile things that will be so helpful for both employer and employee, like time zone, what time zone they'd like to work in right? or what time zone they work in. And even things like, yeah, do you prefer uh, results-based work environments to traditional like working hour environments? You know, I think we'll have to, I think what I'll do is I'll manually onboard people and I'll see if I can discover as many of those as I can and yeah. then we'll build it into the profile. But it was just interesting talking to Daryl. It was like, oh, okay, there's like a bunch of things we could do here that would make um, the matchmaking process. It really is like creating a dating app. <laughs> like, but between maybe that's what we should make next. <laughs> dating app for remote workers. A dating app for remote workers. <laughs> All right. 
Three more days. We'll see if Marty and I can get this stuff done in that amount of time. It is so, there's so many little things you got to think about when you're building software. I, I'm actually looking forward to, after this project, going to something that's not software, just something that I build for fun. <laughs> uh, no pressure to have customers or anything. Folks, if you want to make more stuff this year, join the Mega Maker Challenge. It's at megamaker.co slash challenge. That's also the way to get on our newsletter list. If you just want to reach out on Twitter, I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin. That's M-I, Justin. That theme music you just heard, that was by striker-metal.com. And our podcast is hosted by simplecast.fm. See you on Saturday. Manually. One sec. I got to check on my steak. Making a steak. <laughs> You're making a steak at two in the afternoon? Yep. <laughs> what happens when you work from home? <laughs> this is amazing. Not done. This is definitely going to make it into the show. <laughs> <laughs>